Welcome to El Calentón, a Latinx podcast about current issues, news, culture, music, food, and politics hot take that we call El Calentón. Some episodes like this will be for all of you and others will be exclusive to Mi Gente members. So if you're not a Mi Gente member yet, please subscribe today at migente.net slash join. My name is Jorge Gutierrez, Membership Director here at Mi Gente, and I am excited to share the microphone with Cynthia Rodriguez and Aliana Vigio Alcoba, aka Ali the Creative. Hello, hello, hello. Hola, Happy hola. New Year. I have to make the joke. No lo veo del año pasado. Well, I mean, at least it's been a month, so I feel that's a fair yeah. um, joke now. We're rested. Well, We're rested. See, 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 it's our first episode, so super excited. Um, uh, Happy New Year to to our members and our listeners. Um, may the, the stars align. May our people get what they want and what they need this year. And speaking of astrology, we wanted to let you all know about our Equipo Hormiguero Winter Volunteer Program opportunities. The next one, we have the 2024 Star Alignment and Movement Forecasting. So what is, you know, what do the stars have in store for us this, this year? And what does it mean for movement work that all of us or many of us are doing? Um, and the, and that's happening uh, Thursday, February 22nd. And then we'll be our membership recruitment session. So if you're like, you know, down to help us recruit members, please um, join us on Tuesday, March 5th at 4 p.m. Pacific time. And you can see all the info in our bio um, in our Instagram page at Con Mi Gente. Yes, that sounds amazing. And to become a member is migente.net slash join, right? Yes. Did I say it backwards? No, you said it oh. well. And you oh. even <laughs> shouted out our Instagram, que es importante que nos den follow y también vean el contenido por allá. Um, and for this episode, we're in award season right now. So we kind of wanted to talk about that, give our hot take and have a conversation que divertida y política también como lo es este espacio. So to start us off, I would like to ask uh, both of you, eh, ahora estoy pensando that maybe we should have dressed up and like have a theme para este podcast, but what award show would you all like to be invited to? And like, what and why? What would you do? Would you perform? Would you like be in an audience talking about other people and then getting caught on camera who would you be at award shows <laughs> i love this and you make me want to bust out my academic decathlon <laughs> awards from high school <laughs> <laughs> so where would you go cynthia i'm waiting for my invitation like i'm waiting for the hogwarts letter just kidding i've actually only seen the first movie of harry potter um but i'm waiting for my invitation to Bandamax, Los Premios Bandamax. For folks who, who know or who don't, or who would like to learn more, Premios Bandamax are uh, the award show for Los Maximos Exponentes of Musica Regional Mexicana. And so that's an award show that I actually tune into every year. It's a Musica Regional Artist Award based in Mexico. And I think it's such an interesting moment right now because Musica Regional, no one's ever talked about it. <laughs> like, in the way that that it's being talked about right now and and I think that's still a space where like people within the genre which is which is huge and like so multifaceted can be speaking to each other and not having to like put that on display for white people at the Grammys yeah. so if I could be there I would be there and I would learn how to play my accordion real quick 
so that I could <laughs> show up um, Wait, respectfully. Like a, that was a promise on the last episode. Right, I remember that that when you you when made you us all sing. But that's my commitment that I'm making. Um, what about you, Jorge? Love it, love it. I would, I would say, I would, I would love to get invited to the Grammys because I think you know it's like full of music performance. I would want to be a presenter, you know, so like you know I can show up my outfit. Um, and I feel like it's a lot of fun. Um, it, it feels a little more relaxed than some other award shows. So like definitely. You know, I'd probably be that person running to also to the celebrities to take selfies, be that annoying, you know, fan person. But definitely the Grammys. What about you, Ali? Um, I'm gonna say just como para divertirme porque me parece un, unos premios bien extraños. En Puerto Rico, yo creo que hace como tres años we have los premios tu música urbano. Mm -hmm. Wow. I don't know what that is all about. So I just want to go and see it for myself. No voy como quizá admirándolo, sino como curiosa, curiosa. It's, it's a very interesting arrangement que tienen allí. Uh, I think the first time that they happened, Ricardo Rosselló was still governor here in Puerto Rico. And the first lady, uh, que obviamente super odiada, she was like a presenter there, like trying to be cool. It was so cringe. So I would just like to go. I'm, I'm urbano curiosa right now. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> but yeah, so we kind of like watching award shows. Can we like start in, in eso? Porque we kind of know about them. Sabemos que nos gusta, que no nos gusta. But we also have some critiques. I don't know if Cynthia wants to start us off with that. Sí. And, you know, I, I tantos awards. We could talk about sports. We could talk about books, literary world. But today we're focusing on, on music. And music at the intersection of everything that's happening in the world right now, I think I would I would argue that there was a main winner at the Grammys that didn't get their recognition. And so we're gonna give them the recognition that they deserve right now. And that award goes to Corporate Greed. Ooh. <laughs> I'm sure that Corporate greed, step up. Where you at? We're looking for you. Um, I'm sure that folks are feeling it, seeing it, right? The rich only get richer. Um, mm -hmm. and, and our gente gets none of that, right? And in fact, those profits, the every single time award-winning new increases, um, new off the charts kind of profit that, that continues to exist happens on the back of, of our people. And so... Today we want to talk about corporate greed winning big at the Grammys um, and in general this award season. The reality is that we are going to be having a conversation um, not just on this podcast but throughout the year here at Mi Gente about corporate greed and its different manifestations. When um, we're talking about corporate greed in terms of, of companies, um, organizations that are placing significance on increasing profits in a way that continues to enact harm and violence against workers, consumers, the environment, everything that's living and inhabiting um, here with us. So we've seen all over TikTok and all over social media that people keep talking about the Grammys as this kind of Hunger Games, right? That people feel like we're in the Hunger Games. 
And it's said so much que a veces empieza a, per a, a perder el sentido, right? Like, we're just talking yeah. about, like, oh, I guess it's just the Hunger Games out here now, y'all. Like, yeah. ya for, for people who maybe haven't seen the movie Hunger Games, it's so, es, es tan distópico ver la, los paralelos entre eso y lo que estamos viviendo ahora with late, late stage capitalism because se parecen ya yeah, the way that people are dressing the way that people are so like calmly showing their wealth and like they're just like not paying attention to what's going on in the world este, ignorando temas sociales ignorando literalmente un genocidio que está ocurriendo en Palestina so yeah award season and award shows y todo este display of como que riqueza absurda cada vez la gente está como más eh, reacia a like empathize or, or like engage with that. Sí, sí, they said let them eat cake. Um, <laughs> they really and did. So, and so con eso entramos a esta conversación, right? I think yes, the Grammys, Corporate Greed, the Hunger Games, and, and all of those comparisons will only be helpful in so far as we get real and, and name those relationships to power that come to, to light through through these kinds of award shows and, and what it means for our lives, right? Because the Hunger Games are violent. And so what's the violence that's taking place here? Um, who's profiting? Who's benefiting from the people that are winning these awards and, and what's actually left off the stage? Yeah. So, ¿qué piensan? ¿Qué les pareció? What stood out to y'all um, during these, um, the United States of Grammys? <laughs> well, I think that it's important to note that a lot of people are like taking action and using these uh, spaces that have a lot of como views y gente que está pendiente desde el Met Gala, la gente está como consistentemente showing up and protesting and there was a protest uh, before the Grammys that actually delayed arrival. So it actually hizo un stop en la normalidad de un award Uh, show que no tuvo ninguna responsabilidad pues, de justicia social whatsoever. So definitely people are there. Yo siento que a veces we feel these feelings. No sé si eso está redundante, pero and we kind of like think we're alone, but we're not. Hay mucha gente que está organizándose, que está respondiendo. And yeah, just like uh, en cuestiones de inmigración, no sé si quieran hablar de eso, porque también fue ese día que aporta lo distópico de todo esto. Yeah, so setting the stage for the Grammy, the stage is being set, one, with protests. I know folks from the Palestinian youth movement were out there blocking those streets in the rain. Setting the stage the same day, there's this big announcement, right, around this big national security bill that's happening the same day um, that you can read more about on, on our Mi Gente page, where we see, again, that games are being played with, with immigrant communities, with our gente, within attempts to spend more money for war. And, and so these events continue to gloss. So you have the awards glossing over these, these things that are happening. Yeah. And after that, the show started. <laughs> Todo el mundo entró. And I think it's very interesting to say that the on, there was only just one person that uh, called for a ceasefire on stage. And that was Annie Lennox. A lot of people have seen the video. Uh, they called for a ceasefire during their performance and they were uh, doing a tribute to Sinead O'Connor. So I think that is also very uh, disorienting for everybody who's seeing this um, este genocidio televisado like in our phones like all the time and then watching TV or seeing everything like 
no está pasando nada and just only one person uh, acknowledging that on stage. Uh, I would like to mention that I think like I saw an article about I think Boy Genius had some uh, pins uh, in their wardrobe and somebody, I don't remember the name, but muy poca gente, bien decepcionante and disorienting. Yeah, I think I saw, what's her name? Esperanza Spalding, or I'm getting a, oh. Sí, sí, Esperanza Spalding and Aja Monet, right? It's like Black Mujeres standing up and, and doing the work when no one else will. Right, right. And you know, the show began also with, you know, Tracy Chapman and Luke Holmes, right? Um, singing Fast Car. And I think, one, flowers to Tracy Chapman. She's one of my favorite artists of all time. So I'm being a little biased here. Tracy so Chapman beautiful. supremacy. Yes, yes. And you know, she actually had, <laughs> the last time, like, she performed was like in 2008. And she kind of actually was like, fuck Hollywood. Um, it's all about money. It's all about, um, you know, Uh, the million dollar industry and she kind of wanted to like step away from that you know and she finally came back to perform you know in the song fast card like you all should listen to it don't listen to the luke holmes um rendition listen to the original tracy chapman one um and it talks about you know a family that's dealing with poverty it talks about her having to drop out of high school to take care of her dad um and that was in the 80s right and like that's still very much is happening in our communities even now, right? Especially now with like, again, the corporations, the millionaires getting richer, the workers, the working class, the poor people getting poorer. And I think that to me was like such a, one, it was great to see her back on stage. And two, it was kind of like sad and infuriating to see that the shit that song talks about is still happening in the US and all over the world. I have to check that out. I, I didn't get to see that performance. It's epic. Really? Necesito, necesito buscarlo. Yeah, it was epic. And also, you know, her song went like number one on iTunes the next day. So congrats to her, you know, after so, so many years. And it's also the first time because the song, because Luke Holmes, you know, he's a um, a country music a singer. Uh, it went number one on the country charts. Right. And it was the first time that a black woman has a number one on the country charts because she's a sole uh, songwriter of the song. That's amazing. But in complete total contrast, um, I think it's important like for our conversation to establecer que estos espacios como que si pueden ser políticos because I've read a lot of discourse on internet that like, but que no todo es político, that why are people asking like these spaces to make statements around social issues or issues that are affecting our gente. But the CEO of uh, the Recording Academy, Harvey Mason Jr., uh, sacó un momento durante el award season para ignorar por completo el genocidio que está pasando en Palestina y solamente hablar de las víctimas del Supernova Festival lo que nos deja saber, ¿verdad?, que sí hay una postura y que sí hay espacio para estas cosas, pero son, eh, pues, unas posturas que, que apoyan el genocidio que está llevando a cabo eh, Israel en Palestina y que invisibiliza toda esta situación por completo. Así que, it, it, these spaces are political. Y precisamente también, our gente, we kind of need to, like, nombrar que sometimes el, el silencio o la ausencia de postura is also a message and we need to like 
hold people accountable, especially people who hoard a lot of wealth and who wouldn't have that wealth without us. Definitely. And I, I think to your point, on that stage, is upholding the, it's a stage of upholding the status quo. Mm -hmm. Whether that's Zionism and white supremacy, the criminalization of black and brown people. And I say that because we can talk about all the different ways in which you know these things show up at the awards. I think one thing we haven't talked about is is how at the beginning of the awards and, and also again about about what's erased and, and and how the stage is set for for this spectacle. Um, a spectacle that I might I might add marches it's it's about music that marches to the beat of empire. Oh Ooh. Ooh. come on Cynthia <laughs> Okay me wow. siento inspirada por ustedes. But to that end, like, one of the things that I've been sitting with is, come on, artists, like, you're erasing the issues that affect you and your colleagues. Like, so at the beginning of, the in the pre-Grammys, right, um, and Killer Mike was, was arrested, um, and it was just like, como si nada, you know? It was just como si nada. And, and it was just part of the show. Um, him getting arrested and after winning three Grammys <laughs> um, on that day and I wanted to, to name that because one of the things that I've been really interested in recently has been the use of rap lyrics in court um, and convictions against folks um, and so I was I've been reading about this case of of a rapper from and, and songwriter from Atlanta, McKinley, um, aka Mac Phipps um, from New Orleans, who was convicted for a crime that he didn't uh, convicted for a crime that he didn't commit, and spent 20 years imprisoned. And and a part of of that conviction had to do with with music and lyrics. And there's this research that's been done that shows that there's actually over 600 cases, um, and that's just the ones that folks could find where rap lyrics had to do with folks. Um, were brought up in, in, in folks' cases. And for me, that's just like, this. there's this larger problem here of like, artists, like your music's being used against you. And, and obviously it's being used to target um, in particular black and, and Latino. And obviously artists at, at this Grammy stage aren't gonna talk about it, um, but it's an issue that's affecting the artist community and that has implications, right? What does it mean for, you know, on the other hand, like Musica Regional, you know, music that talks about um, also talks about things that can be brought up in court like narcocultura and so there's just a lot of implications and so I think one of the things that's on the table too right is like what's what's the role of the artist during these difficult times yeah yeah and and to know that like rap and you know hip-hop have a history of speaking out right it's also that these genres and folks are being targeted specifically for for having right. that trajectory in history of all like whether it's like a police brutality, whether it's you know poverty, um, you know it's it, they're being targeted, and I think that that's like scary and yeah, it's scary to think how it can trickle down to other things, you know. And these award shows and and CEOs get rich off of decente. Yeah, but do you guys like want to talk about something? You know, someone who has a history of never speaking up and having all the privileges of the world tell us oh my god i've been waiting for this one uh, <laughs> taylor swift in the grammys i just 
I don't like Taylor Swift and I know that it's como controversial because she has like this huge, huge fan base. Yeah, what message do you have for the Swifties, Ali? Come for me. I don't care. I don't care. Like, I have the receipts. And like, we need to stop thinking that naming her faults is machismo because it's not. Mm. Like, that has been the blanket that she has used as a white woman for many years. And yo, como una mujer blanca puertorriqueña, puedo nombrar que cuando alguien me señala algo, like, I can't hide behind the esto es machista or you're canceling me because I'm a woman. No, no, te estamos nombrando that you're being one of the world's greatest polluters right now, using your private jet like it's nothing. We'll see how that develops, but she even uh, sued a college student for tracking and publishing. Well, not tracking, just publishing because that's like public information. Her jet's activity. She took a, 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 a private jet and a ride de 13 minutos, which would have been a 30, 40 minute car ride. Like this person does not care about the environment or people. Porque when we talk about the environment, para mucha gente, maybe it's like, abstracto, pero we're talking about our place to live y la capacidad de vivir en este planeta por mucho tiempo. So, yeah, I, I don't like her music. I can't stand her, pero sé que eso ya es subjetivo. Pero when the facts hit, like, esta persona no me parece una persona responsable ni coherente with the, with the things, with this feminist branding that she has carried on for so long. And also, I don't think she deserved album of the year. I don't think hay que seguir premiando la mediocridad de esta mujer. I'm sorry. Uh, I think SZA should have won 100%. <laughs> so yes. that, that's, my, that's my descarga. I could keep going, pero me voy a cuidar de las Swifties. And then on top of that, ¿cómo se atreve to ignore Celine Dion? Le arrebató oh ese God. premio de las manos. Like, she was like, she I was don't a know stranger. you. Like, you know, it was like, my God, you're just like in front of music royalty and you just, you know, it was like such a, a cringy moment to watch on TV. Como una berrinchuda that gets up on stage and like, this is mine. It, I deserve it. And yeah. I'm going to ignore Celine Dion. So I know that she, you know, got a lot of, a lot of not nice words, you know, on the internet. But I think it was just like, I don't know. It was just like, how could you do that to Celine? And then announcing her album. <laughs> oh, it's like, do we need another album? It's been like four in a year, you know. Oops, but, I just but, cursed. I'm sorry. Donde hay crítica, hay oportunidad. <laughs> Tiene yes. mucho fans. And I feel like there's still space for these fans que son millones y millones o billones. I don't know, because like this girl has sold out stadiums worldwide. Eso no se lo quita nadie. These fans have the opportunity to hold like their queen or como le digan eh, accountable. Like, right. Una cosa yeah. no cancela la otra. You can buy the album, listen to the music, but like hold this person accountable. And this is not a 15 year old innocent girl que no estaba muy clara de las cosas. She's a woman. She's a billionaire. She has the resources. Tiene mucha capacidad de impactar. I still don't like her music, pero pienso que Swifties could possibly como shift stuff and if y si pueden pues que pongan presión sobre ella para que haga algo also recognizing that that's not the end game for like our issues artists are not going to save us we know that 
them posting about stuff or talking about stuff doesn't solve estos, estas situaciones, pero it does help with exposure. It does, y también es como reafirmarte con tus fans. Like, it feels very distópico vivir una vida con tanta adversidad y ver todo lo que está pasando and then like the person that you admire and you pay money to see and like buy their stuff doesn't even acknowledge ni una fracción de eso. Yes. And the award goes for entitlement. <laughs> and you know, there's an opportunity for the Swifties of the world to be, you know, to their queen, we love you and you can do better. You know? Yes. Um, yes. For sure, for sure. And so we're kind of moving into, you know, this, you know, last kind of our last one of the last parts of our conversation for today. Yeah, like what is the role of of the artist um in these in these in these times? What do y'all think? I have a poster que no se ve, pero de Tony Cadebambara que dice the role of the artist is to make the revolution irresistible. And there are so many artists who do that through music, art. So, sí, yo pienso que if you... We all have creative abilities. Todas podemos crear cosas brutales. So, I think that it's just putting it at the service of el bienestar colectivo de la gente, not, not like hoarding it. Y yo siento que en la industria ya más alto, pues quizás no hay tantos artistas que se mantienen en eso, pero sí, sí los vemos como Annie Lennox, los vimos como lo que estábamos discutiendo, Tracy Chapman y Luke Combs, so es posible. Sí, sí, culture workers, right? Like culture workers presente, right? I think when we've, you know, when we're talking about these celebrities and, and, and fan bases, you know, we're also saying like, to your point, celebrities no nos van a salvar, el pueblo salva al pueblo. And, and cultural workers are the pueblo, you know, um, and have been. And we have inherited that genealogy of of artists that every single time there's there's oppression, there's resistance. And that has always included art in its in in so many ways. Right. And and so how do we continue to also as organizers, as folks in movement, actually uplift and encourage the artists that are speaking out and not the ones that aren't? Yeah, 100%. And like boycotting and como que exigir a estas personas que se sienten tan lejana, like it actually works. Como sometimes we feel like there's no way to change this, o esta persona nunca nos va a escuchar, pero like these people aren't nothing. Si nosotros no les apoyamos, if we don't listen to their music, if we don't buy their stuff. So si yo pienso que, que estamos entrando a una época de, yes, like seeing corporate greed and seeing like esta futuro late stage distópico de Hunger Games, pero también no olvidemos el poder que tenemos nosotras y, y apoyar especialmente artistas locales en Puerto Rico, muchos artistas locales están, han estado en la calle este, y ofreciendo su arte y su creatividad for pro-Palestine eh, activities, protests, so yeah, es como uplift that y exigir más de la gente que más tiene y que más puede. Yes, yes, I'm with both of you. You know, for me, for, I, you know, I say that like, yeah, like I think I see no problem with artists being recognized for their work and their artistry, you know, and a lot of times these awards, these platforms, you know, help artists, you know, launch their careers or, or get bigger, um, get more famous, get more fans. And I think that there's nothing wrong with that. And I, but I do think that They have a responsibility to talk about the issues that are that are impacting our people and including their fans, you know. So, so I'm with you all. 
¿Qué nos dices? ¿Qué nos cuentas? ¿Qué ves ahí en Hollywood? En Hollywood, I mean, I mean, since it's asking because I live in LA, pero pues, you know, Hollywood is its own bubble, as we know it, um, a millionaire's club kind of thing. Pero for our temperature check, our hot take moment, uh, you know, after all of this conversation about corporate greed and awards and millionaires and all the bad and good stuff that's happening in our communities, how do you really feel about award shows? Mm. I always forget, like, feeling más caliente sobre algo feels that I like it more or less. Because <laughs> I, I think I feel cold towards award shows right now, and it's a temperature check. It was hard to enjoy it. Like, I couldn't finish it, and I watched it por partes. I think because of what we've all talked here. But it's still pop culture, it's content, que like generate these types of conversations. So in that sense, I think that we need to keep paying attention and just like holding all these people accountable. Abolish the award industrial complex. Oh <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Cynthia with the one-liners. Abolish yes. the award industrial complex. Yeah, I, I think that I just imagine all the money that goes into these things and, and, and what that would mean for, for our communities. And I think that You know, the last award show that I sat down and, and planned to watch was actually the Latin Grammys last year because wow. I was like, what the fuck? In Spain? Um, we gotta wow. we gotta we gotta analyze this. We gotta see what's what's happening, right? So actually a little a little a little some fun facts for people who don't know. There's the Grammys and under the Grammys there's like some Latinx categories, which also like Latinx at the at the Grammys My hot take is boring, pero, you know, there's so there's the Grammys, there's like Latin, a few Latinx categories under the Grammys, and then there was the creation of the Latin Grammys. But prior to that, you know, there was there's also um, the Latin billboards um, that exist, and also Premio Lo Nuestro, which is hosted by by Univision, and so and those spaces were 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 have been even less have been spaces for even less political conversation than the Grammys, I would say. Even less of a space for acknowledging what's happening to our gente. And so I think we just, there's a time where, where we actually won't need that and, and artists can be recognized in, in different ways. But, pero no sé cómo llegamos ahí. ¿Qué dices, Jorge? <laughs> well, I'm going to contradict both of you. I love award shows and I think that they, politics belong on all kinds of stages, um, including award shows, including the Grammys and so many other others. Um, and yeah, and I think that they can be helpful to artists, but also I think that there's a responsibility for artists to speak up. Um, and so, and we also encourage our, you know, folks listening to also like support um, the artists that are, are speaking up, right? Like Melissa Barrera, watch all her movies and her shows, Kelani, yeah. uh, Victoria Monet, right? Who, has uplifted Palestine, um, Lauren Howdergy. I follow her on Instagram. I don't know if I'm saying her name. <laughs> I think she's a Cuban artist, but has been super outspoken about what's happening in, in Palestine for, you know, uh, for a while now. They were part of like a group before, right? Or am I confusing? Fifth Harmony. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes, that's right. Fifth Harmony. <laughs> yeah. I remember. I, I forgot that. I've totally forgot that. Um, <laughs> But yes, so support artists that are are speaking up, right? Because they usually tend to be not as uh, 
big or mainstream or you know yeah. or um, presidente also presidente yes has been speaking uh desde desde que comenzó todo super vocal ile también i went to her concert here in puerto rico and she just took a whole lot of time para hablar y no han sido consistentes so yeah stream stream these artists support them eh, villana también puerto rico yeah. representa Cynthia, nos estamos quedando mal. We need more Mexican artists to speak up. Oh yeah, I mean, Amer it's Melissa American. Barrera is Mexican, pero she's far and you know far in between. Yeah, and from the like, from the realm of like corridos and corridos verdes, all of the different younger folks. Only tercer elemento for those of y'all who know who know has been the only group I've seen speaking out. And these are, are artists that are like selling out stadiums all over the world, you know. Yeah, ni, ni el Hassan Emilio has said anything. Yeah, and at the I'll end, I also it. wonder, like, what is it about? Like, are you afraid of losing money of the billions and billions of dollars you already have? Es como... It's well, little... I think that's what millionaires do, right? They protect each other and protect their money at the end of the day, right? Yeah, it's so... It's muy cobarde, de verdad. Muy cobarde. Bueno, we dragged everybody. It's been a <laughs> episodio exitoso. <laughs> and the award goes to... <laughs> Again, to Latinos for Corneas Diaspora. I'm just kidding, but I'm not. <laughs> I, can't, I cannot. I cannot. <laughs> well, thank you all so much uh, for for listening, um, and we'll talk to you, see you all very soon. Follow us, give us a like, rate us, and subscribe. Yes, at Comi Gente, and share us your hot take on award shows. See you. Mm -hmm.